0: On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting this game, streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Forces to follow. And have a look at the time and your calls.
1: Welcome to Punters
2: Postmortem.
0: Rally starting to go through his gears, just continues to raise the bar.
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, good morning and welcome to Hunter's Postmortem on this Monday, the 12th of December. Dave Stanley with you and another great weekend of racing unfolded before our eyes on Saturday and of course yesterday there in Hong Kong. Brilliant seams. James McDonald winning a Hong Kong Cup plus as well. Damian Lane picking up a group one. For Australia, albeit on a Japanese bred horse but uh, and trained horse. But yeah, great uh, racing over the weekend and it will continue as the weeks unfold uh, very, very soon. Of course, this week we've got Wyong as a big feature with their Magic Millions feature and then before you know it, the Gold Coast will be here and then before you know it, we'll be back in Sydney Town and we will be talking Golden Slippers. We'll be talking bmws Ramvets, all sorts of things and then the championships will be here before you know it the uh, time will fly we've got uh, our panel today ron double glenn munsey and nathan Exelby, of course because we had uh, a some feature racing up there in queensland and that carnival will continue to bubble away as we head towards of course the magic millions and we saw some new south wales contingent uh head north and this godfather uh, looks a, a pretty special type and, and looking forward to hearing what Nathan has to say I think the Snowdens have got some big plans So I think we've got on the line Duff and Glenn there, we'll get Nathan shortly I'll say good morning to Ron Duff How are you Duff? Yeah good thanks Dave How was your weekend
4: mate? Yeah it was a good weekend It was a successful meeting, the track was Absolutely beautiful after uh, That renovation I must say It was uh, perfect, fair And uh, ready to go on With it and um, like I said This, this meeting's uh um, is going to be something to build on. Um, we've got a good crowd there. Um, it was a successful day, and uh, and for a good cause at that.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Of course, the Ingham was the feature. Two million dollars. Kerwin's Lane uh, was your uh, was your winner, and Lions Raw second. So John O'Shea, Quinella, Glenn Munsey's there as well. Glenn, some what was it like seven dollars the field, wasn't it uh, when they jumped?
0: Yes, good morning to you, Dave. Good morning to Ron. Good morning to the listeners. Yeah, it was, was a Ramwick mile race of old, Dave. 20 runners, big wide market. You could, you know, back quite a few runners and uh, um, the winner, I can tell you now, and hand on heart and everything, was a loser uh, to us. Uh, we would have preferred the stablemate Lions Raw uh, to give Ben Cohen his first winner in Australia. But uh, no, John O'Shea getting the Quinella there in the, in the Ingham and... Uh, plenty of people that did find Kerwin's lane.
2: Yeah, and uh, joining us as well, Nathan Exelby on Punters Post this morning. Nathan, hello to you, Hi. mate. Uh, obviously, uh, the carnival up there in Queensland is bubbling away, and uh, the New South Welshman, they're up there to win some cash.
1: Yeah, and, and and got the result that they usually do. Yeah, Road to Magic Millions here—it's it's a great next um, six weeks here in Southeast Queensland and you know, feature racing all the way through. It was, a, it was a good day there at Eagle Farm on Saturday.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about this Ingham first, and we'll take your calls as well on thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. If you've got a question uh, for our panel today, uh, Duff um, Munns obviously just mentioned Kerwin's Lane. There was uh, some you know activity for it, um, and. You know, John did say with his raw pronged attack when we spoke to him on HQ last week that uh, he was quite comfortable with all his chances leading into the race.
4: Well, he was proven correct. Uh, they both landed in uh, lovely spots behind the, um, well, the natural go-forward horses there, and they found good runs uh, during the event, so that that did help them. But, um, yeah, he's been a really consistent miler, hasn't he, all the way through. He was a very fit horse. He would he was fifth up there, and um, and, and, and was too strong. Lines Raw was a big improvement. So, John handled him well as far as having the long spell, and then he was very keen at his first start back, and then they dragged him back the second time to teach him something, and then he um, he showed his real form there. He's uh, he's running an excellent race, uh, uh, just being nosed out there. The tissues going well. Arameo, well, what about that? Um, he. May have been a touch unlucky there. He got tight down the straight there. He stayed in Skylab. Uh, Riadini. I thought he went too soon on him. He, get, he sort of got the turn. He took off. Uh, I know you can do it on on the Waterhouse bite Horses, but um, just may have gone a little bit too soon for my liking. I thought Wetor ran really well, considering um, where he was in his preparation uh, in the middle of nowhere. New Magnate was um a horse for the future. And as I said to the boys on the Big Sports Breakfast, I think this is the horse to follow going forward. I reckon he's a little little chance in the summer cup this, Bartholomew Diaz. He um he paraded beautifully in the yard. There was a little specking at massive odds. And I, I think he's gonna lift into a two thousand meter race off this quite well. Um, you know, you could go down the page, Sunshine Rising um was excellent barrier. Uh, was hopeless for him and uh, in brutality well he's just wants it wet. i think he's uh, had a few chances now
2: uh months uh tell us about uh, the betting on this particular race obviously we, we know it was wide open when it comes to uh figures but uh you know was Kerwin's lane a losing result
0: yeah it was dave um just having a look what it, it was 15 on uh on wednesday um it was seventeen dollars on Saturday morning. He got to twenty three dollars. But uh, whether or not it was, you know, it was John saying that you know he thought uh, his horses had good chances, but he, he, he did run a loser. Um, Ria Dini was sort of into favourite by the time we did the preview, uh, not on Saturday morning, but oh, on the radio preview, but the, the Sky Thoroughbred Central preview. Who was into favourite there? I, I don't think it was unusual that Wet drifted. Uh, especially on the back of what uh, the interview with Peter Snowden during the week uh, and looking through some of the other Skylab had good support. He's flying at the moment Skylab, but he's just got that racing style that he gets back. There was no horse stronger in the last hundred meters uh, than him. I- I'm just a little bit concerned if he does go to the summer cup because he's shown before 2000 could be a bridge too far for him and, um, so I wonder what uh, Paul Perry would have in mind for it. Uh, new mandate was um, $21 to $12 on race day. Uh, and it just kept poking along the fence. Uh, probably one of the better supported runners in, in the race was Dyer Mill, uh, which was the other John O'Shea runner there. So he's Cornell of the race and the horse that started the shortest price of any of his runners. Uh, finished sort of midfield there. Arameo, well, well all Arameo's done realistically... Is maintained his very very solid Sydney form. Um, of course, he was beaten a wart in um, he was beaten a wart in Epsom, I think, or something like that. Alicia Collar wrote it. Alicia Collett wrote it. Um, and since Sam Kavanagh has bought it, I think it's earned a hundred and nine thousand dollars in prize money in two runs. So uh, those people, I don't know how much they paid for it, but I'm very very surprised if they paid more than a hundred thousand for it. Uh, Dar's run was well supported. Brutality. Well, uh, someone sent me a message on Saturday night and said, when are you going to build a statue uh, to Brutality? But, you know, we don't have to keep reiterating. Brutality is now 15 starts for zero wins on good tracks. He, he just needs uh, a track with giving it. But, you know, there was plenty of good runs at the race and, and plenty of runs where it's going to make you think, Dave, uh, where they go to next and what do you want to be on next because it's one of those races. When you get 20 runners in a mile race at Randwick, you'll spot five or six good runs. <laughs>
4: I don't know about building a statue, you know, he started, no. his last six starts, he started 40 to 1, 40 to 1, 15 to 1, 8 to 1, or well, $8, $15 and, well, $8 or $9 there on Saturday. So he's I, hardly a statue.
2: Think,
0: I just think that person likes terrorising me. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure. And, he, and he's very, very successful at it.
2: <laughs> Before we get to uh, our callers, we've got uh, David on the line. David, just hold, uh, I'm going to go up to Nathan X will be here because we had uh, running of some nice two-year-old races. In Brisbane, I want to start firstly with Godfather, Um, very impressive, obviously you'd expect him to be impressive though with his price tag, but he did the job there Nathan?
1: And feeling ready. Yeah, he, he he needed to win that race. I, I don't think he was a, opposed to much quality in that race, and the Phillies have gone faster. So he's got the job done in a professional style, as you would expect. Uh, speaking of Ryan Maloney, post-race, he feels he'll be better if he can chase uh, a speed as opposed to sort of set it as he did there on Saturday. And he was only on to Boo, um, so you, you would assume there's plenty more improvement to come from him. But, um, yeah, there was never any... Worry for those who took the short odds, but as I say, um, I don't think there was a whole lot of quality behind him.
2: Mm. And the filly Malaboom, who Matt Dale mentioned on the radio uh, to us when we spoke to him, that um, that was when he came on and um, a couple of uh, Thursdays ago, where he sort of said, "Look, I'm officially going to be in Goulburn uh, with my uh, whole setup." And uh, this filly had obviously gone to Ballarat for that uh, Magic Millions Turf Classic there. Travelled now up to Eagle Farm, and uh, she was very good on speed.
1: Yeah, she was. I believe she's. That's it for her now. She's not going to press on. Um, barriers from this thousand meter start at Eagle Farm. I, I wrote about it last week. And especially for the babies, it's just, it's just horrible. And so you had the two favourites drawn nine and ten there. Um, uh, go back to this track's been open since December 2018. This latest reincarnation of it, and it's just a, an absolute—it's uh, a disaster for for two-year-olds. Fancy two-year-old runners jumping from wide barriers there, and so it proved again on on Saturday. Malibu Drew well, got the right run, and those who backed Empress of Wonder, there's plenty of commentary post race, but it's just so difficult to overcome that wide barrier. And her run was outstanding. I think she's run a quicker last 400 than they did in the, the listed bribe, the, the older horses than any of those did in, in the bribe. So I thought there was plenty of merit in her effort to get as close as she did. Look,
0: Nathan, uh, I think they're only allowed to start 10 in a two year old race from the 1000
1: at Eagle Farm. Uh, Pre Christmas, that's right, Glenn. They, they extended out to twelve um, post Christmas, but um, the rules up here. What happened to the old thousand metre shoot at Eagle Farm's now gone, so that's why it's a, it's, a bit, it's a notorious start now. But you're right, only ten can start um, pre Christmas.
4: Looking at those two two year old races, surely there's only looking forward to the magic means. There's only one horse you can take. It's uh, Empress of Wonder. Would suggest yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: hundred percent agree with that.
4: Mm. Well, she's an
0: eleven-dollar chance in the Magic Millions, whereas Godfather is a nine-dollar chance in the Millions. And before Saturday, they were both fifteen dollars. So Godfather was a better firm um, than Empress of Wonder, being fifteen to nine. Empress of Wonder,
2: fifteen to eleven. Did anyone see the two-year-old winner at Kembla Grange? Uh, um, yes. Novelist, was it? Or, um... Yes. Uh, obviously, um, very impressive type. Gay and Adrian and uh, James and his junior, won by five. Uh, what time did they run there? 56.66. Over 1,000 at Kembla, and they that last 632 50
0: off Riser. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. A, it's a Magic Millions horse. $15 hit mm-hmm. in the
2: millions. Yeah. So, it's... by written by. So, he, he, that's. Uh, Is this the
4: first time we've seen the written bias? Yeah, I think that might be his first winner, actually. I think that might be written by his first winner. But uh, he was sharp. He ran up to his trials. And, um, yep, it's that time of year. You know, these two-year-olds are late this year. I see, you know, like we've got the Wyong race coming up this Wednesday, I think. Yep. Um, We've got Peter Snowden with, um, jeez, look at these two-year-old trials tomorrow. He's got lots of two-year-olds that he's got to, to sort out. Um, so, and we yet to see the the nice horses come from the Jim crack and the breeders to still to come back as well, which will be very short, shortly. So, it's a little bit later this year as far as trying to have a, a big opinion about the the magic millions. Mm.
2: We'll get to our first caller, and uh, we've got uh, David online too. G'day, David. Oh,
0: good
1: morning. Um, by the way, Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you all have a happy Christmas, happy New Year, and thanks for your um, enjoyable show this year.
4: Fantastic, it's been really fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, But My dad's always said to me, Duff, he's always claimed Australian jockeys um, are the best in the world. Well, he's always said that. But yesterday, I think we should salute, um, well, admittedly one of them was a Kiwi, but three of the four races were won by Australians or Australasian jockeys in
0: Hong Kong. And um, I think we sometimes take it for granted. But James McDonald and Damien Lane, they're two guys, I mean, if your life depended on it, they're the two guys anywhere I'd want riding for me. I mean, nine times out of ten they seem to get the horses in the right place and, and we all know how good Zach Purton is. I just think it was fantastic to see Australians do so well yesterday on um, International Day in Hong Kong.
4: Oh, no doubt. You know, we, 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 we sing their praises all the time and uh, they certainly uh, prove it worldwide and uh, look, McDonald speaks for himself and, you know, we forget about Bowman's over there now and, and uh, Purton's an Australian uh, through and through who's just dominated and, and Damian Lane's the quiet achiever who's just, his uh, he, he's, he's record speaks for itself he, he dominates Japan every time he goes over there for the short stints riding Group 1 winners he's ridden uh, Group Melbourne Cup winners he's, he's done everything and uh, yep, I'm not going to disagree with that and I think we all know um, we've got some champion jockeys around and, and uh, we will forever
0: yeah, now, certainly now, will. Matthew Chadwick wrote a winner there yesterday. Now, I'm sure he spent time in Australia. Yep. Yeah,
4: he
0: did. And did he spend time with Trevor Hardy at Coffs Harbour?
4: Yes, I think so. I think yeah, so. That was a Trev- uh, old boss, uh, is
0: isn't it? the, the man that um, put the polish on Zach Purton. So, yeah. So, you, you know, you could draw a long bow and say, well, his Australian Influences helped him as well. Yep. Hmm.
2: Uh, just on that international meeting yesterday, Duff, um, obviously... Um, that winner of the Hong Kong Cup, even, I think it's, he surprised James how, how well he went.
4: Wow. Um, we, we've we all been uh, singing the praises of Golden 60, saying he could, he's the best horse in Hong Kong and uh, we'd love to see him around the world. But uh, I, I would suggest, after yesterday, that that horse, Romantic Warrior, could be the best uh, horse in Hong Kong. Um, the way he put paid to that field, being second up, he won 2001st up. And he's a special horse. He's a special horse. There's, 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 I don't think there's any two ways about it.
0: Mm. Jeez, it looked a bit hairy when they went past the winning post oh. the first time and that thing dug up. And I, I thought he was going to get on get on the, um, the heels at uh, uh, that. And he just started to race a little bit fierce around that bend. Uh, and then he settled much, much better. But when he asked him to go, he, he just put two, three on him without a care in the world.
4: No, no, he's a, he's a
2: top-class horse. Very much so. Wellington was also good in the sprint there for Ryan Moore.
4: Yep, he was excellent. Um, he's the lo- local sprinter. They're, they're pretty good with their sprinters over there in Hong Kong. And Law of Indices, yeah. uh, did he show up the Hong Kong form? Like, they, they don't get much um, competition there. They race each other. So he, he, he did it tough and fought on really, really well. So... Yeah, it's hard to line it all up. but um, was, what, uh, what do we make
2: good... of Golden 60 Duff? Just on, uh, I mean, at that 900 point, he yep. seemed to cop a bit of an issue.
4: Yeah, he, he's, uh, he had such a tough run first up. I mean, he could have been flat and he could have been, we've been crying for him to be ridden closer. He just gives impossible starts and the, he's got to run amazing sectionals to win and he does it. And then they drew a barrier yesterday, and you thought, oh, he's landed in the box seat here. There's no betting. But he just didn't quicken. And, like, California's real, the horse that won that race. Last time, he had the softest lead you've ever seen, and golden 60s come from, you know, eight, ten lengths off him and, and rounded him up in amazing style. And yesterday, uh, that horse got attacked by a stable mate, which Zach wasn't very happy with, but I, I, why, why wouldn't you do it? You know, It's not team writing. And um, he still fought back and, and won the race. So, yeah, I'm, I'm saying maybe Golden 60 a little flat after a real gut buster first up.
2: Okay. All So right. Uh, we're on Punters Postmortem. You've got Ron Doversy, Glenn Munsey, and Nathan Exelby from Queensland. Let's get to uh, Daniel, who's on the line.
3: G'day, Daniel. Good morning. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question? Just a quick question for Ronnie as a punter. I listening to the after race interviews, I'm getting a bit confused by what some of the trainers say. Mm-hmm. Yesterday at Armadale, the horse that won the cup race there, um, Pepper's Ghost, Brett Kavner said he had to jam a run into him to make him eligible for that Rose Hill Country race. So he jammed a 1,000 metre race in, in him at Did
4: mm-hmm.
3: The stewards asked, the horse was in a race he could not possibly win then run seven for the 11 in a race that the trainer admits he jammed into him because he misread the program and had to get another run into him and make him eligible for a bigger race at Rose Hill over 2,000 metres. Yeah, what you... I I, yeah, yeah, six days later, he goes from 1,000 metres to 2,000.
4: Are they using these runs as barrier trolls? Well, it's... More or less what he says, he jams the run, and it's probably the run he, he probably couldn't, there was probably no barrier trials around, and he puts him in a race that he's not suited in. It's not to say that he, he put him in there not to win the race, he, he's put him in there in an unsuitable race that he probably couldn't win, which you see all the time, uh, whether that was the right way to say it, but he, he just, he just that was the run he had to have to bring him on uh, to get to his, ult- uh, his distance, so he... I get where you're coming from and I get where Brett's coming from, but no, I've got no issue with it. He, he, I think most people doing the form uh, on that 1,000 metre race would say, well, well, he's a 2,000 metre horse, he, he can't win this race, but sometimes you've got to use those races to get to your your, your ultimate uh, distance. It's the same in any stage. You know, you've know, got to start them off and in races they can't win and you see some horses in wait-for-age races getting ready for a handicap. Uh, it's just how, how racing is.
0: Yeah, well, we actually questioned this horse when it uh, was preparing for the country classic because when you looked at the form, it did look quite strange. It ran in a uh, an open handicap at Grafton on the 18th of November over 1400 metres, and two days later, at was in a thousand metre race. And Cav said before the Rose Hill run, um, yeah, it had. I think you had to had two runs in, in the in the country. Oh, okay. uh, for yep. it to qualify for the country classic race at Rose Hill, so uh, I don't think he used the word jammed on that occasion, but he did give the explanation before Rose Hill what what the reasoning was that it did run in the thousand meter race, and I, I, I would say you'd, you'd more than likely have to apply to the stewards to 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 run it in. Um, oh, I don't know, I'm only no, guessing, but no, no, you, you can wouldn't. run them in what you like. Yeah. Um, but that 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 was the reason it ran, and because it looked very very strange in its form, it last start in a thousand meter race six days later in a two thousand meter race.
4: Okay, well that makes sense now. We, yeah. If he had to have and, two runs in the country,
0: yeah. And the the thing that's got to be looked at there is the the country classic form has stood up, because it ran fifth in the country classic. Uh, Beckford ran, I think you find ran fourth in the country classic, and Point Counter Point may have finished. Um, well, here they ran. I think fourth, fifth, and sixth in the country classic. So um, that form they've run one, two, three in the, in the Armadale Cup. So Beckford and Point Counterpoint—they'll be sick of seeing each other because they've run they've run the uh, top three in the Armadale Cup twice this year.
2: Um, we've got another call on the line. Chris is on the line. Good morning, Chris.
3: Good morning, guys. Glenn, I need your help. Um, on Saturday, right, we know we know the the uh, first four in the big race, paid $400,000. Yes. We also know that there was only 200000 invested in the pool. So that obviously means, does it not, that there wasn't a dollar all up invested on it. So the reason the dividend is so big is because there they, they might have only been $0.30 cents invested on the winning combination. And they've made it $400, knowing, of course, that $400,000 won't be returned. Is that the way it works?
0: Well, you basically answered your, same, your own question there, because the dividends must be declared for $1. Yeah. Right? Now, that is uh, regardless of how much is invested on the winning combination, Right. Uh, so yep. the dividend has to be there uh, so the dividend declared was 400 and something, 409,000 I think you're fine, so yep. someone could have had uh, a flexi 10 cents or, or whatever or 0.1 of a dollar on the first four, there's a jackpot component of 175,000 comes out of that we'll go into another first four race later on right, I know the pool was only 200,000 but, but that is the reason uh, with flexi betting now had no one been on it whatsoever, it would have come up not one. As a number of paramutual dividends come up as not one uh, in a week. But d- as long as there is any sort of investment whatsoever on that winning result, that dividend is then declared
3: for a $1 unit. Right. So in theory, then, a, a dividend could pay a, a million dollars, but it might only have been one by a point. Three of a percent of the tote, so yes, it may look like it's a million dollars, but nobody's got anywhere near that,
0: right? Yeah, no. The, and and the and you say the dividend was four hundred nine thousand. What percentage of that dividend was the winning part? We don't know.
3: Do you know it's under half it's of a, um, yeah, that yeah. number? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So but yeah, with flexi like, betting now, um, as you know, you could have any percentage whatsoever of a winning result
2: beautiful, thanks for your call Chris we'll get back up to Nathan Exelby the gateway Nathan was race 8 on the card of course so this race you pretty much get your ticket into the Stradbroke don't you
1: Yeah, offers exempt status for next year's Stradbroke, which is now worth $3 million. Um, It's an interesting race, the Gateway. We've had four runnings of it now, and two of those previous three winners have gone on to win Group 1 races, Vega 1 Apache Chase. I think that's an unlikely scenario this particular year. You get a guide on the strength of the race, I guess, through, through Lock Eagle, who ran really well from a bad barrier from the back. Um, yeah it's a good story TikTok Queen because Kyle Wilson Taylor have been really struggling uh, our champion apprentice from last season he's had a tough time of it so it was terrific to see him bounce back in a feature race and it, it meant an, an awful lot to him uh, R&T was good but I think the horse to follow out of the race is Antino he just blew the start a little bit which meant he had to work overtime to get there he sort of looked like he put the race away at the 300 and he just got the staggers laid he, he, he's, a, he's a promising horse going forward Antino out of, out of this race
2: did you guys, uh, Duff, Munns, did you catch any of the uh, these these races up in Brisbane away from the two-year-olds?
4: Uh, yep, I caught them, but I, I haven't reviewed them. I've, that's just, right. I've just watched them once or twice. Yeah, once. I've watched them once when they live, that's all.
2: What about from a betting perspective, Munns, um, with the Gateway? Do you have that in front of you, or if you uh, don't, that's uh, no yes, drama? Dave.
4: Yes, as you know, Dave,
0: we cover uh, three meetings on Sky thoroughbred Central of a Saturday. That's why um, I thought I'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, you didn't see Esperance well, at all, did you man? Uh, yeah. No, no, so no. Okay no. the key before us? No. The, the strange situation in this race was Antino and Mimi Lagarde were the two picks. Now, in the morning, Antino was the favourite at $3.40 and Mimi Lagarde was $4.20. Midway through the day, Mimi Lagarde had got into $3.40 and Antino had got it out to $3.80. But as the race got closer, it became not complete one-way traffic for Antino... Uh, But it was a very, very good go late. It was into $2.90 there not long before they jumped, and Mimi Lagarde was out to a $3.80 chance. So um, putters probably thought it was a two-horse race and managed to get the best of both worlds if they they played at the right time and get $3.81 and $4.40 the other. Uh, And they've run $2.90 and $3.80. And, of course, along comes Jackie, tick-cock-tock-queen, the stablemate, Duane Tino, and... gets the custard uh the strange thing about those two feature races on saturday nathan was where the winners had been racing recently now TikTok Mm -hmm. queen was only a class one winner at the sunshine coast two runs ago uh steps up to the the open four-year-old race there albeit antino had only won um a midweek class three at its last start and and the other race there was um uh, another horse that had been sort of basically a midweek winner. Uh, typically down here, we, when you see that, you know, midweek winners um, uh, or, you know, horses that that haven't sort of been tested. Better Get Set was the horse I was padding to find there. It was yeah. only a, sort of a class three and a class six winner. Typically down here, you just put the line through them. But up there, uh, different rules.
4: They just seem to win. How, de- how did it win? Like it was a, a, I think it was a benchmark 66 horse. <sighs> Uh, at set weights and um you know she does she does that to them so I just I don't know what to think about that race I, I don't
1: Yeah certainly the, you're talking about the Gateway TikTok queen Ronnie Yeah yes yes
4: yeah. she's so a she's so yeah. a benchmark 66 or is level weights at set weights and I think you know Lucky you'll be closer to a 90 and yep. uh, and uh, she does that so
1: Amazing. It certainly puts a question mark on it. And, and, and R&T, the runner-up, had, hadn't been going as well as he'd gone through the through the winner. He raced well around horses like Arthur at the Felric through the winner, but he'd just been a touch off his best. So there's certainly a query on it, but I think that Antino yeah, is the one that will yeah, definitely. go forward and be a good horse.
2: We're on Punters Postmortem this morning. You're with Ron Dubbersy, Glenn Munsey and Nathan Exelby. We'll take a break. Back soon.
1: This is Punter's Postmortem
2: on Sky Sports Radio. 9.35 on Sky Sports Radio with Ron Duffercy, Glenn Munsey and Nathan Exelby. And jumping back down to Sydney, I had a text here, or well not a um, not a text, but a tweet from Richard Haynes here, Duff. Mm-hmm. Um, a big weekend for Don O'Shea Racing. And, of course, the New Zealand bred horses he's got, uh, he tells me. So Kerwin's Lane, two weeks in the paddock. Two Weeks Beach and then back for Doncaster. Lions Raw will be the Summer Cup next. And uh, Saltier, who we're going to talk about now in this, uh, who was very good, I thought, in the English um, Nursery. Uh, two Weeks in the Paddock, Two Weeks Beach, and then English Millennium uh, is on the cards there. What did you make of that two-year-old race in Sydney?
4: Yep. Um, Basile was a raging favourite and had her chance, but I think she is worth following she just when she walked in i was a little flat with her uh she's just a little bit weak and immature yet and i think i may have heard may have heard gerald say that she's going to get better and i'm sure she will so i'm all over her next preparation and when she gets a bit of sun on her back and grows and matures because she's just when these um immature types come out and show that Speed in trials early on, and you know there's 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 more to come. I'm not ruling her out of being a top liner, uh, but in saying that, beautiful horse Saltaire, and just sat on her back and nabbed her, and I think Glenn said on Thursday night, "How could they be twenty six dollars and four dollars sixty or whatever they were at the time?" And I think we all agreed, but I didn't go. We didn't go through with it um, because she just had the perfect run and. Uh, was too good for him. It was at the finish, just with that little bit of uh, race experience. Um, so, yep, I, I think she's a, a pretty nice. I think I'm sure she's a filly, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and the other horse that beat Seltire had no luck at all, did he? Um, blank to blank. He he was wide no cover the whole way, and he boxed on well. So the race experience come to the fore um, with that Newcastle race. And um, but look, I'm not giving up. Um, on her at all uh, for seals she'll she'll come back a g- very good filly
3: mm.
2: uh, what about uh, some of the other beaten brigade here there's a text on the text line obviously you mentioned uh,
4: Salter but um, uh, the little pumper but good um, did enough um, uh, you probably don't know where he sits in the the, the things until we see him again um, but considering those horses raced away from Desneck who'd won a city race and had competed in the Golden Gift, so you've got to take a little... give the race a little bit of credit, and uh, we'll learn more about that, you know, in the... I'm not so sure the immediate future, but I think that race is okay moving forward. Okay, right. Uh,
2: Have we seen this little winner yet?
4: Um, Maybe not. Maybe not. Um... We're still waiting for a horse called Don Corleone, uh, which may have had an issue, I'm not sure, um, who trialed very well at the pre-season trials. But, you know, those. You know, I, I, I think we're going to learn more about the slipper week to week now, aren't we? Um, it's going to be, we're holding back, aren't we, on these two-year-olds now. It's not like the old days. But as we always say, that Jim Crack um, breeders plate form always stands up to a certain extent, even though it looked a common set of trials early on this year. <laughs>
2: Exactly right. Uh, do you think there's a text on the text line and might ask uh, from a comment from all three of you here. Um, it's obviously a lot of water on the bridge, but do you think King's Gambit deserves to be favourite at the moment for the Golden Slipper?
4: Well, it's, it's all about his figures. They, 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 the Melbourne boys want to say it's as, it's as good as they go there, his figures that day. But if you looked at him at the trials here, there was a couple better. Uh, so time will tell. I, I don't know whether I, I would... Anyone that'd be charged into a favourite and a golden slipper now is, is I don't think that's the right move to make.
0: Muns? Um, oh, I think you should be betting, betting, bet,
4: <laughs> betting on a number of horses for the slipper um, <laughs> at this stage. You know, them, you know I, as oh. I said, you. You know, it's, next it's, ne- <laughs> uh, next you'll, minute you'll be telling me you lost on that thing that won in Brisbane there that that uh, <laughs> <bad tick-tock>. TikTok queen. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: good on you, Tony Gollan. <laughs> uh, it does happen every now and then in Brisbane, doesn't it, uh, Nathan? That uh, n- no one trains more widows in Brisbane than Tony, but. Uh, uh, they can get up uh, without names
1: sometimes. From it was day. funny, Glenn, on Saturday, he's there cheering for Antino and um, <laughs> he's dismayed when when it looked like look, he was going to get rolled and it was he had to, his foreman, uh, Craig Kavanagh, had to tell him that they still won the race and so his mood changed dramatically very quickly.
4: <laughs> he didn't know he trained the winner. Yeah, he's like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, what's this thing that's yeah. knocked me off? Oh, we've got it. Yeah. Oh,
2: beautiful. Yes. Um, what about Palladius? So there's a text here on the text line about to that uh, winner there, in Race 9.
1: Yeah, Glennon be interested in the oh, yeah, Palidas, he's been a great yeah, horse for bookmakers, Paladass. But they they bet like the number was in the frame there on Saturday. He got out at, in the last five minutes from two twenty to two seventy. But I think it was four dollars plus earlier in the week. Um, he mapped beautifully. He mapped like the winner. But you just kept thinking to yourself, well, it is Paladass, and he'll find a way to get beaten. But um, he's he's done the right thing by punters finally there on Saturday. But he he'd worn thin with a lot of them prior to last Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, he hadn't won a race last time in and started $5 favourite, dollars 66 favourite, $2.80 favourite, $3.50 favourite. Mm. It was $3.40 top of the market to $2.15 bottom of the market on Saturday. And then mm. for some reason, the last five or six minutes, yeah, it was a rush to get him out. Um, but it, it wasn't as if probably great offence um, uh, was the better background. Sir Rocket, the horse that led them up. Uh, well he was a significant drifter he was $4.80 yep. out to $8.50 in the last five minutes he got back into $6 so they probably just said well you know he's short enough it is Paladas. he's short yep. enough uh, here uh, they, they just played a few others
1: mm. well, he's a talent as a three year old he was not far short of stakes class and he, he, it was only a 1,400 metre race, but he mixed it with Francesco Guardi through the carnival here. So he's always had the ability, but it's just um, he has found ways to, to get beaten. So maybe it's his time this time around.
2: Let's get to uh, our next text here on the text line. Uh, you're on punters Postmortem. That is 0419767272. Uh, we spoke about Matty Dale. Now he's in Goulburn, we're going to see more of these horses in the uh, the highway. And he starts with a bang, doesn't he? With Penthouse and uh, even Pretty Woman running quite well, Duff.
4: Yep, and I think he's had a few winners during the week. I think Golden Gorge won uh, Friday night. And he had a winner the previous week. Uh, Cavalier uh, Charles. Cavalier. Cavalier Charles. So things have started off really well. We know he's a terrific trainer. I think it's going to be a great move. Yeah. A business decision, everything. What, what happens with Canberra?
2: Is that, a, well, is, is that a, a? I mean, I don't know.
4: I don't know. They obviously they're not they they don't support um, their racing. I was I heard an interview. I might have been with you with Matty, and he said, you know, his superannuation, you know, is ten times more than he pays it. Yeah. Uh, at, at the, goal, work uh, it's uh, the work cover. Yeah. Sorry, the work, work cover. cover yeah. yeah. That is unbelievable. Mm. You know, come
2: on. Well, there you go. Like Keith Dryden, I, the, 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 Keith Dryden. Um, comes on the program um, and is talking about the Cosi Oscar and basically says that his winning uh, fees and, and what he made out of the Cosi keeps him afloat for the year.
4: Unbelievable.
2: Um, to in, in regards to that work cover. But Munz, I mean, you, you obviously go down there. We will be down there again supporting their their racing um, and we want to continue supporting their racing. We want to go there, but it is a worry. Um, and I do oh. find it, it's, it's the old Catch-22. I mean, we're not a political show, but it is sort of quite happy to have the handout to pay for things and get the money from the racing, but don't really want the racing there. It's kind of uh, It's uh, it's
4: nothing to do with the club. It's no, 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 no. It's, no.
0: it's, the, it's the, Greens control, the Greens control the government in Canberra. Uh, so that, that's the, the Greens control yeah. the government. And you talk about, well, the point of consumption tax. They want to take the point of consumption tax. Don't want to hand any of it back to racing. Uh, they'd like the race course to be a park um and then probably after it's been a park for a while turn it into housing because one of the newest developments in canberra is at gun which is just a little bit west of the race course um they run the light rail out to gun um and everything like that and that they the green see that as a as a beautiful little area uh, which is being spoiled at the moment by a race course uh, a showground where they have the trots they managed to get rid of the dogs um and they're probably doing their best to get rid of the the races and the trots and you know if you want to go back many 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 years canberra was actually controlled by new south wales racing Mm -hmm. uh, before it was called racing new south wales and then they they took it under under themselves like the old race course at canberra is underneath lake burley griffin at, at acton that's why the the um, oh, or where the track at Canberra is called the Acton Track. That's go. where the track used to be. Supr- so here's su- another history lesson for you, Doug. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't I'm,
4: I'm surprised you didn't go further on that Sailor Century show when you were on it. You were, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just, okay, just on this, and I mean the, the people are getting paid far more than any of us to make these decisions, but could you see, could we see in a few moons' time that maybe there isn't racing in Canberra, but... Uh, racing, you know, there's 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 good horses and good owners in that area. There's money, obviously, floating around. Do we see a a, a place like a Queen Beanie or, or an area around the nation's capital that race New South Wales can capitalise on this and and turn it into a um a bit of a mecca, so sort to of, so to speak?
4: Well, I'd, I'd hate to think racing it'd be shoved out of Canberra. There's there's, there's too many participants there. It's it's just not right. No, it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. But,
0: but when you consider, you know, the, the two of the leading top three trainers in Canberra have left Canberra in the last three months, being Nick yep. Olive first of all, who's moved to Queenbean, and Matty Dale, and two young trainers for for you know they're, they're not young men in their in their early twenties, but they're young in the the training uh, age. Um, if it wasn't for Keith Dryden, um, Canberra would be in in a yep. lot more serious trouble than they're in at the moment. Keith Dryden is basically the, the last man
2: standing.
4: The writing's on the wall.
2: We'll take a break, 9.46. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. Yeah, 9.48 on Sky Sports Radio. You're with Ron Doversy, Glenn Munsey and Nathan Exelby. And Nathan, just on the Queensland Carnival, what's, what's ahead now, mate? What's this Saturday up there in Queensland?
1: We've got Grand Prix this Saturday. Expect the Chris Wallerhorse, Kovaliika to be very, very short in that particular race. Gypsy Goddess won the Grand Prix last year and went on with it. Uh, so I think Kovaliika will start similarly short odds. Uh, then we get to the, the Bruce McLaughlin on December twenty four at Doomburn. That's the race and Gatta won last year on her way to winning the Magic Minions, that's a key reference there. And then uh, December 31, again at Doombin, we've got the Vow Road Plate, the Buffering, a number of key lead-ups to Magic Millions wildcard races. And then that night, the, the $750,000 slot race at Toowoomba, the King of the Mountain. And uh, the following two weeks, we're on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's going to be uh, brilliant.
2: Uh, that, um, that Magic Millions market, Glenn, I see we've got open. Um, and obviously, that'll just be changing week in, week out as we approach the Gold Coast. But um, obviously, we've got a big day at Wong. On Wednesday, and I hope they packing out it there at Taonga. It is one of their biggest days. But what's favourite? Empire of Japan at five dollars.
0: Yeah, Empire of Japan, a five dollar favourite. Uh, Platinum Jubilee, who we saw trial behind uh, facile at Canterbury, is an eight dollar chance. Godfather, the winner on Saturday at nine. The other uh, Empress of Wonder, uh, from Saturday in Brisbane at eleven. Infatuation is an eleven dollar chance. Then you got Mark Ten. Uh, who tried the other day. The Brisbane Galloper, Miss Cooter, Skirt the Law, Summer Loving, Sun Source and Saturday's winner at Kembla, the Novelist, all at $15, whilst in the three-year-old. Well, plenty of people in Brisbane waiting to see this step out again, uh, Nathan. Golden Boom is a $7 Mm -hmm. chance from Gaza Blanca. Uh, the Melbourne horse that was beaten at Rose Hill at $8. Hell I Am, Russian Conquest, 11 a pair. you got Revolutionary Miss Royal Merchant and Tijuana as a $15 chance. When do we get to see yeah. Golden Boom again?
1: We'll see him this Saturday, but I would be advising people not to be charging into a Magic Millions all in Guinea's market. He won't be there. I'd say they'll run this Saturday and they'll pull up stumps. So he runs in the Gold Edition on Saturday. It's a stable mate, spiritualized who who was only going to be second up there, but Tony's been pretty sure that this will be stumps for Golden Boom, this preparation when he runs in this stakes race on Saturday. So I'd be not advising punters to be backing him in the Magic Millions guineas.
2: All right, there you go. There's a bit of news for our punters. Uh, what about in the West stuff? Did you catch the Astrologist and Pikey?
4: Yes, he just got a charm run there, didn't he? He, I, I'd I never thought he. I thought he was just a 1200 metre straight horse, uh, but he just got the the right run there and um, picks up the big prize and uh, uh, the ride gets him home. So he, he was too good. uh yeah you know, uh, it's hard to make excuses for anything behind him. Valana um, found trouble, but he wasn't right. And uh, Special K, well, did a special K thing, and. <laughs> Yeah, the winner was just too good on the day.
2: Yes. Uh, what do we do with the Godolph runners? Are we just put a line through that preparation for Valana. It just seemed, hasn't gone right, has it?
4: It hasn't. Uh, like he, he he had a good prep, uh, mm. but just that last when he had that stone bruise the other day, and then he he drew in close, and the fence wasn't probably the place to be. So yeah, I, we put a line through it as far as he's concerned. Okay.
2: Uh, and we've got another text on the text line here. This one for you, Nathan, just in regards to the winner there of the last. just says, can you ask Nathan about the winner of the last on Saturday at Eagle Farm?
1: That's Paladas, who we sort of discussed before. Is yeah. more specific? Yeah. Uh, so he, he jumped out on Tuesday, um, which Tony Gollan does a lot. Now he jumps them out on the Tuesday, races them on the Saturday first up. Um, yeah, as I said, he's always with a lot of ability. He's just got plenty of convictions. But Ryan Maloney did say after that jump out Tuesday, he feels like he's a different horse this time around. That, that he's furnished properly now, and um, he might be ready to live up to his full ability.
2: Okay. Sorry, that was my fault because I thought we had ten races up there at uh, Brisbane on the weekend, like we do here in Sydney. Duff, uh, there's a text on the text line here about Nugget. Of course, uh, young Zach Lloyd. Uh, I'm trying to get Zach on at some point for a Monday's experts because. There's definitely some pedigree there from the old man, isn't there?
4: Oh, is there what? Um, He's got uh, plenty of history in racing at a young age. So uh, he is a young man heading for the top. There's no doubt about that. He's got everything going for him. It just keeps his level head, which he's got. There's no doubt he's got one, but I'm sure his old man will keep him in tow as well as as the people around him. But he's got the world at his feet. Um, He just kept his cool there. You know, you could easily say, oh, he drew Barrier 1, he followed the rail. But it, look, he's on a $1.75 favourite for a big stable. He's a young man. It's his first opportunity for the stable. And um, we saw, saw what happened with Frumos from Barrier 1. The, it goes through your mind with a young boy on. And I don't think he could have come around and beat them. Um, so it just wandered off the fence there, uh, Steely on straightening. And he, he, he sees the opportunity and just put his head in there and says, okay, I'm here now. You can't come back. And, uh, oh, yeah, he was cheeky enough to have a little slide dig. uh, Looked going past the post there to Tyler as well. So uh, great to see the competition Mm. amongst our star apprentices. There's uh, no doubt about it. But look, nugget he's a funny one. He's got a very big boom on him quickly. um, And it's from run of the race race uh, stuff twice. He's a lovely horse, don't get me wrong, and he carried the weight. But he's been in the prime land on... On two occasions now but he's a horse um who's interesting going forward
2: uh what about uh uh, just a touch here on the razor sharp as well uh why haha falls a couple of texts about that
4: i don't think you're suited coming back in distance i I don't i don't want to be too it was a funny race that where they stacked up and uh, the the back markers were up close only because of the tempo of the race and they were over racing so uh, although some of the if you go back and probably have a look at your, your times they might have been going quicker than what you think but it was a fast track there on Saturday and he look they were both close uh Wahaha Falls and Brigantine and that filly is just a beauty sky command I I I I couldn't have had her on a dry track at 1200 but just the the heart she's in but I think uh Wahaha Falls maybe 1400 or even 15 mile and you could even say maybe a little softer track. And when they're sprinting home, he's not the type of horse when they're sprinting home in thirty-three forty-six uh, that you'd think would match it with a, a sharp filly like Sky Command, and he didn't. And the same with Brigantine; they're better with a, a little sit behind with cover and just launching it at the at the tired horses late. So, although disappointing, they were the two hard favourites. Uh, they that, that had their chance. It was just the way the race was run. What do we do with eleven eleven? I don't know. He he went, He went. poked home, that's all. So, you know, he'll get to the Gold Coast there and he, he'll he run well, as he always does. So he's hard to read. He's okay. hard to read.
2: Uh, nine, and, and, oh,
4: we're going, that, mate. that
0: track there, Dave, if, you, if you're looking at uh, uh, the track on Saturday, to compare, well, on Big Dance Day, uh, we had a good three at Randwick and you, you looked at the 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 highway, the first race there, they went 56.34 in the highway. And you said, well, that's unbelievably (laughs) quick because Salire, when it won the highway on Big Dance Day, went 57.51. So that's 1.17 seconds. That's seven lengths faster on Saturday. So Salire had to improve seven lengths to to figure in the finish coming off a win. Now, we'd had that renovation... And I just think uh, they might have just bounced off that track instead of it being like concrete with just that little bit of, you know, a little bit softer. Although the jockey said it was firm, but they didn't say it was, you know, rock hard. And they've run 56.34 in the highway. Well, the two-year-olds come out and ran faster time. They ran 56.25. Facile broke 10 seconds for two sections in a row. Um, the, the the two-year-olds went 7 tenths or well, 75 hundredths of a second quicker the first 400 metres. That's absolutely low flying for two-year-olds and ran faster times. So just that the way that track after the renovation, that's why the times were so quick. I just reckon they were bouncing off it better.
4: Yeah, I think it was a perfect track. I think maybe with this renovation and... I don't know how this shear works. It'll be interesting to see. I think the shear is the length of the grass, isn't it? I'd love to see go, well, go back and have it, a look at the shear in the two day, last two round week meetings. I think the shear might have been low and obviously it was a forgiving surface. The horses loved it and run right through it, that's for sure.
0: Okay, well, on, on Big Dance Day, uh, the penno was 4.96. The going stick was 10.2 and the shear was 12. On Saturday, the penetrometer was 5.12. The going stick was 9.5, and the shear was 12.3. Okay. So the shear is the resistance once you go in and come out. So okay. it was stronger, the, the resistance, albeit the, the going stick wasn't going in as as as, uh, as far, so it wasn't as hard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, I just think the horses sprang off the track a bit better.
2: Yep. And horses to follow, boys, before we wrap it up, uh, what's,
4: uh, your, what do you like this week, uh, Duff? Uh, Bartholomew Diaz, I think he might be the forgotten horse Come Summer Cup Day And let's stay at uh, the import having her second prep in Australia in the last Now she would a lovely esteem She uh, had no hope looking at her She had one soft trial dragged out the back Beaten a long way in a trial She's a staying type, she looks soft as anything And she was beaten three lengths So I thought that was a more than a pass mark Uh, She'll just build and build and build over this summer period, and you'll see her winning a few races for sure.
2: And what about uh, yourself, Muns? Uh, well, I've
0: got to stick with my old mate, Dave. Mahagoni. It was his first run for six weeks there on Saturday. He's still only a benchmark 76 horse and was in a benchmark 88 on Saturday, but they took the advantage of uh, running in the higher-grade race with the lesser weight, but I still thought he was good uh, coming down the outside there and making ground in the nugget race. And as I said, I've got to stick with Skylab, but I'm just worried uh, what his ideal race is going to be. I'm, I'm concerned
1: about him at 2,000 metres.
2: Nathan, any horses we should follow out of the Brisbane meeting?
1: Yeah, I think the race one winner Argyle Lane incentivizes little half brother. He'll continue to go straight through his grades. Argyle Lane he ran close to track record there on Saturday, and out of the last joviality, she loomed to win that race and might have just peaked first up against the boys. Uh, she looks like she's come back in good order.
2: Have a great day, gentlemen. Uh, enjoy your Monday. I believe uh, this might be it for the year for you, Duff. You're going to have a bit of a break after this.
4: Yeah, have a break and be back for Magic Means Day.
2: Perfect. Muns. Oh, Dave, you know, we're, we're the dependable ones. That's so Well, what we'll, we'll do is we'll do our best to we'll bring you, bring you some, some summer editions of, uh, of Punters Postmortem because it still will be happening and continuing. Nathan, thanks for chiming in, mate. We might use your services over this summer carnival in Queensland. Cheers, Dave. Champion. That has been punters post-mortem. Ron Duffersee, Glenn Munsey and Nathan Exelby and Duff will be back for Magic Millions, which will be yeah, early next year. Time will fly and we hope him and his family have a great Christmas break.